Hello and welcome to a Dwarfcast special, uh, a Back to Earth preview edition, <laughs> in which we're going to gibber on, um, you know, in an ill-informed manner about what <laughs> we think things that you <laughs> already that know. Hasn't yes, even come out the edit suite yet. Th- things that we think we know about the specials and that entitle us to judge them before we've seen them. <laughs> I think if you're lucky, you might be in for a massive argument as well, because <laughs> we've got some differing opinions. Let's introduce ourselves. Yeah. I'm Ian Symes. I'm Seb Patrick. I'm Tanya Jones. I'm John Hall. I'm Jonathan Capps. And I'm Julian Hazeldine on loan from Noise to Signal. Right, so uh, we don't actually have a plan for this, which <laughs> we probably usually we have an episode and stuff happens and then we talk about what we're we looking at. We planned to have a plan, but it was our plan, we we but it fell it. off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we're going to go to the official site and look at their bullet points 10 point bullet point 1 there's going to be 3 new specials yay showing on Dave which sounds like an obvious thing to say but the number of people who've asked Robert Llewellyn recently somebody actually even went so far as to say I really like Red Dwarf is there any chance of it coming back I thought it was brilliant (laughs) also the thing that gets me if you've got access to Robert Llewellyn on Twitter why do you ask him things you can get quicker from Google and I'm what's the point? Most of the people on the internet are idiots, especially the people on Twitter. Internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, there are three specials. They're on Dave on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, the tenth, eleventh, and twelfth of Easter. And it's going to be the best fucking weekend ever. Unless they're shit. Yeah. Unless they're shit. In which case, it's going to be the worst fucking weekend ever. <laughs> yeah. What happens if the first one's terrible? Uh, are we going to have the motivation? I mean, I know we Plus are going to watch the other two, but like. It's, it's going to cast a pallor we'll over Saturday. We'll have a different type of motivation. I think the thing we've got to remember is I'm convinced that we all have different opinions. I don't think there's going to be a G&T opinion yeah. on yeah. these. I think completely. Right. Um, um, because in mind that despite the, what people think, there isn't really a G&T consensus on series seven and eight. Yeah. Um, um, I'm, I'm actually just looking at these bullet points. I'm not sure we should go through them because the second one is about the making of. The third one is about the repeats, and the fourth <laughs> one mentions that it's showing on day, <laughs> which is also <laughs> mentioned in the first one. Right. But anyway, um, well, staying on the three new specials, of course, it was originally two. And yes, was extended to three. Or was so it? So what do we think about that? Well, I just wonder um, whether it wasn't all planned. Yeah, I don't think so. They, well, yeah, they went they? to the trouble of inventing unplugged. Why, why <laughs> unless, unless they unless unplugged is somehow involved in the show. I'm, I'm going to say think you're referred to. I think you're overanalyzing because Andrew said the script was there for two episodes and. Doug wrote too much and then it became obvious that he'd actually subconsciously written it as a three part story squashed in so can, can I just briefly John you've just accused a fellow G&T member of over analysing <laughs> yes <laughs> I know I'm sorry the thing you've got to realise they're in the edit suite now yeah so counting back all this is if not last minute then fairly close to the wire it's not exactly unlikely that changes will be made at this point if you see what I mean yeah, so sure. I, I'm fairly certain it was planned all along and it mm. just didn't happen. It is a really tight schedule though, even mm. right from the start. Mm. <laughs> It, it, it was actually a schedule that um, they relied on the fact that editing had to be done while shooting yeah. was still happening. But it is, a, it is a sitcom. I mean, sitcoms are made quicker well, than... Well, it's not being do- made it's as not a sitcom. Oh, IT Crowd Series 3 was edited, um, I think the second half of the series was edited while the first half was going out. Okay, so I've just heard well the commentary, it. and that's why um, they didn't put certain episodes right, first in the broadcast. Yeah. Because they were still editing. They, were they only had a choice of shot. three episodes yeah. which to put on. Which isn't the best way of doing things. No, it really is. Because 
When they you say tight schedules, you mean they've got no money? Well, <laughs> well, the thing no, is, they've got no, not much time. I mean, this all started in fe- early well, February. Bear in mind, though. Um, remember last year when the website was uh, redesigned? There was all the big thing of oh, we hope to have some exciting mm. news. Which, come on, other day specials in yeah. some form or another. Yeah, yeah, and it was delayed, and it was delayed, and it was delayed, and it was delayed. I'm presuming that they kind of would have rather had a lot more time, yeah. and it's just agreements and whatever. I mean, this is yeah. guessing, but. I'm presuming that's well, because I wonder as well, though, when they said about they would hopefully have something, if you remember back to the SFX article, I think it was the SFX article that mentioned that the original thing was Dave were doing the repeats, they were doing quite well, they went to Doug and said, the anniversary's coming up, we'd like to do a celebration retrospective type thing, yeah. and the specials kind of spun out of that, so I yeah. reckon the original thing they were going to announce was the celebratory show, yeah. well, and then as the project has changed, they've had to put back announcing it until they know what it is. That's what's said in the SFX article, and what we were originally getting hints of, that originally it was a click show, yeah. mm. um, with new material, and it's obviously and it expanded, and expanded, mm. and expanded, and expanded, <coughs> and... Bob, know. just look at me now. <laughs> <laughs> Three parts Princess of Princess Diana. So yeah, odd. Uh, um, if you look un- way sorry. back uh, to an interview that we did with Doug Naylor, uh, did we do an interview with Doug Naylor? Yes. Where, you where can, can you find that? You can find that at Ganymede.tv. Uh, he mentioned uh, he was talking about how the BBC aren't interested in Red Dwarf, and then left a cryptic clue about. Um, you know, it's, isn't it curious that it's doing so well on Dave when Dave <laughs> is part owned by the BBC? And looking back on that now, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the seeds. Because did I mean at that point as well? I don't think any of us had really thought much about the Dave review. We knew it was being repeated on yeah. Dave, and we knew but it was the way that Doug figures. turned around and said, "Oh yeah, it's doing really well on Dave." And, yeah, you know, and it's, but it'd been on UK G two. So how does? BBC owning Dave work because I hadn't heard anything about any last. BBC uh, Worldwide uh, part owns UK TV, which is Dave's parent company. It's all very yeah. Complex. I've never fully understood the BBC having but a commercial arm and how that money then gets back to the BBC, considering that they're not I allowed to have. Well, no. What, what happens? What happens? The money um, that BBC Worldwide makes. The idea is BBC Worldwide can make a profit, and that profit is ploughed back into the same pot as the license fee. So the specials themselves, these synopsis wound up the on the internet. Synopsis. 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 <laughs> so, episode by episode. Oh, by the way, if Ash- you, we, we are going to be discussing synopses that people would consider as spoilers and that but we're not sure if they're meant to be yeah, out Even there, though they're so. not spoilers. Well, yes, but you've if you've read them already. You should stop listening. You know, we'll, we'll tell you when you can start listening again. If you <laughs> mute your sound for a while. We'll wave our um, arms about. Yeah, because no, they do this on the. You know, they used to do with the football things. They'd go, if you don't want to know the results, look away now. So you'd close your eyes, and then you'd still have your ears. So they'd say, now you can look again. There's now what they do is they do a report, and they say, if you don't want to know the scores, go out of the room. How the fuck are you supposed to know when it's safe to come back in? <laughs> <laughs> they just take you're out there for half an hour. Yeah, <laughs> anyway, uh, so making you miss much of the day. <laughs> should, <laughs> so we'll should we go through one by one? Yeah. And, so um, back to earth. 
That's worth part, part one. Nine years later, the Red Dwarf crew are older but still none the wiser. Lister's busy day of annoying Rimmer is interrupted by the discovery of a wasp carrying a piece of coconut, which I'm really terrified about. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off and die. No, it's a dimension hopping leviathan in the ship's mild deep water tank. John Hall of G&T fame has an irrational phobia Look, of water tanks. As far as I'm concerned, which it's not irrational. <laughs> oh, no, okay, it's, so, so, first of all, what, nine years later, um, I think but from it's what? really good. Well, from eight. Ah, but. Well, yes. Why isn't it ten? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, it, but <clears throat> I like the fact that I like the fact that they've, they've done that the whole jump because in one move it basically excuses them from explaining yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. They can choose to explain the things, but they don't but have to. It's just something happened in those nine years, yeah. and now we're yeah. at where we are. And they don't have to waste else. time on resolving that fucking. Cl- I'm not even going to call it a cliffhanger. <laughs> it's not a cliffhanger. Well, I mean, how long have they got for these episodes? What, twenty-three times three? That's it's about 24 just times 3. The website says 24. 24. So, so it's uh, 73 minutes. 73, yeah. So. No, it would be 69 if it was 23, but it's 24. Oh, right. <laughs> Shut up, Carl. <laughs> Back in your box. <laughs> You're not even so, yeah. here. Yeah. Um, I think the thing is, I I don't care about the Kifanga Series 8, so what's the point in... Yeah. Well, yeah. what's the point, if, from my point of view, yeah. what's the, I don't care. As, as long as we yet. get told which Rimmer it is, and as long as we get told vaguely why it's now the four of them on the ship, then which that's, we already know. That we yeah, were. yeah, that's that's another thing. That, yeah, no Kachansky looks like it's going to be a dead. a big plot point. Dead yeah. bitch, dead bitch. <laughs> and um, I love the gag for why Holly's not around. <laughs> yeah, I think it's, it's worth brilliant. pissing off Norman Lovett yeah. for that gag. To be honest, we, we waterlogged what Norman Lovett. I Lovett. Think <laughs> it's interesting. I mean, obviously, we don't speak for all fandom. But it's interesting how yes, people. Don't really seem to care. Norm's not there. Actually, mm, I know. Care. No, I've seen a lot of people saying, "Oh, I'm really gutted that Holly's not going to be." I'm in sorry it. to bring well, this up, but on less on G and T, I'm sure you're right. <laughs> they are. They're absolutely. They're <laughs> yeah. absolutely. They're probably assuming that it's being made. Norman, sure, they are. Yeah, they're com- convinced it's League of Gentlemen's Apocalypse Light. And yeah. Who's saying this time? It's cooked and bombed. Everyone's oh, saying League of Gentlemen's. They accused me of being like the first people to do. Something. They accused me of being a viral marketer for GMP because <laughs> yeah. I'm all, because I'm always making it. Well, the people, oh, uh, Jem, Fred, and Why other people. Why have got such little imagination? Because they're cunts. <laughs> and cunts are notorious for their lack of imagination. <laughs> <laughs> like people who call everyone cunts. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, Lister's busy day. Of annoying Rimmer, I just like that. It's just description. Well, <laughs> I like. Okay, it's, it's nice if the they're going back to a classic setup. It does feel a little regressive. But, I mean, but then that's what just else are they going to do? Because Lister, Lister hasn't taken joy in annoying Rimmer since series one. But that's or just, series eight. Wow. But <laughs> that's just a hook. It's not like yeah, the entire episode is based around the really, first line of the synopsis. Yeah. It's just a hook for the um, synopsis. That is quite comforting. Mm. Yeah, well, it's also bringing people back in who have a, only a vague awareness of the show, and it's just a gentle memory jogger. Well, well, that's you, a good which, point. Which is exactly what the new book group set's doing as well. Yeah. For the fans, we analyse every single little bit. Mm. For the general person, like, oh, that's what Red Dwarf used to look yeah, like. It yeah, basically I know, I contains still, I mean, the entire history of the show in photograph form. Yeah, I, 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 I wrote about 10,000 words on the book room, so mm. I don't need to talk about it too much, but it is essentially it's just <laughs> this beautiful fuzzy amalgamation of yeah. everything yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, you know I've not got enough superlatives for it it's, it's magnificent it's really um, beautiful yeah, and I, um, 
I love the the theory that it, it the, they've appropriated the bunk room of saying an astronavigation officer. And that's why they've got a navigation console in the <laughs> bunk room that, that, for emergencies. Something like that's probably a good yeah. guess. Yeah, as, as I said, such emergencies and, as not being able to afford to build a drive yeah, room. And, yeah. <laughs> it's basically well, no, if the ship's flo- a similar actually, device ah. to what we see in the end. That we're, Flooded. If the ship, if Holly's bit of the ship's flooded, it would make sense that the drive room's flooded, and that's where Holly's mainly based, mm. and that's why he's been. So they've had to go to the emergent, the bunk yeah. room that's also an emergency drive room. Yeah, that makes sense. And then fill it's it with lovely long, things. Yeah. Well, they probably just won't mention it. Yeah, I doubt. I doubt they'll mention it in the, yeah, episode. It in the episode. The massive, the massive window in the bunk room is one of my favourite details, mm. um, because the instant I saw it, I just thought back to my mental image of the first scene in Infinity when um, was it was his name George the Saunders jo- yeah Saunders Frank, 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 yeah Saunders and when he walks up he walks up to the window and you know, looks out at the bleakness of space and it's not just the little window that you got in you know the mm. earlier series it is a big window and now we've well, fortunately, it looks like it's going to be full with nebulae. <laughs> why? Why isn't there a little blue light underneath the window, like on the original bunk room? Because they've ruined everything. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. This I'm is going to be shit. Yeah. <laughs> but um, no. Why, why do you say it's going to? I thought they were just doing the old technique of backlighting some. I thought. Cars they were, oh no, maybe no, maybe out the window they will. It's just well, but yeah, but that will be um, in conflict with the shots that we see of the ship. Well, the shots we see of the ship, no, that that looks more like a, a series five don't style they, space. Don't they yeah. say they've got a backdrop there winding round? Yeah, like, no. I mean, if they yeah. do the cost, because you know that's one of the things about dwarf is the bleak loneliness of the being stuck out there. Yeah. So you know, it should. Be I think they might have learnt their lesson because that was just all of all we can do with CG, and also the teaser with Red Dwarf and space needs to look interesting in that. Having yeah. said that, you got to remember Nebula first appeared in series six. Well, there was kind of. I think well, Nebula had existed generally in five. If you yes. think about the backdrop, but I'm talking about in Red Dwarf. If you think about the backdrop for the credits in five, there's fucking awful, horrible video effects. <laughs> yeah. It's dreadful. It's you replace the classic ship shot with that fucking piece of shit. But anyway, yeah. sorry, back to Earth. Back to back to Earth. Back to back to Earth. Uh, Capsi, so read out part two. Part two. Back to well, Earth. Part we, two. well, we didn't finish talking about the dimension having with Ivan. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was hoping we'd avoid this. Well, that, that's because I, I mean, I, if there's a ball valve, I'm going to be seriously upset. <laughs> Interesting but, word, Leviathan. Uh, I don't think it's a deliberate callback. No, it's a it's the despair squid in some way. It's oh, I think so. Something similar to the despair squid with some properties. We've got to remember Doug likes his back preference, doesn't he? Yeah. Ever since series seven onwards, there's been more. The back thing is, and what's the one before? series we've got? We've got the biggest vibe of from all this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's five. It also. Well, Given seven, the weirdness five, yeah. of everything that's to follow, the entire booking specials could be a hallucination brought on. I sincerely hope so. Yeah, sincerely hope so. Although dimension hopping, why mention dimension hopping in the synopsis if it's not going to take? Yeah. So the another alternative is they wind up in another dimension. And how wonderful yeah. is the image of a squid or some you know something in the ship's water tank? It's fucking know, horrendous, it's you cunt! Great. It's, it's a w- I never oh. even realised that Red Dwarf had a water tank so big, but you know it makes sense. You know, would, but I again, hope that there are loads deep, of scenes in the water. If tank. it's mile bet, deep and presumably about a mile, it takes up 
and only a lot of the ship. Yeah, because the ship's meant to be about three miles by five miles. So basically, yeah. most of Red Dwarf is a water tank. tank. They might as well rename the show Red Water Tank. Yeah. I mean, logically, you could drown dozens of people in that thing, and you wouldn't even notice. You know, even really fat ones. <laughs> I suddenly wish that you know it was Red Dwarf Eight again, and all the canaries back in place of the water tank. Let's go kill something. I'm sorry, but that bit's funny. No, it, it, is, it funny. is funny. It is funny. Oh, right, anyway. Back anyway, two. right, part two. Back Cat to... <laughs> Member's replacement, Katarina, Sophie Winkleman, is determined to guide Lister back to his home planet. But Earth in 2009 is not everything the boys had expected, and Rimmer has no intention of being replaced. Um, but, anyway, we've actually heard her accent. Oh, it's yes. good. Yeah, I'm, I'm really kind of pleased good. about that, because I do I do find her, her posh... Big Sue's voice kind of irritating. Well, she's um, done that. I mean, she needed to do something very different. Yeah, it's, it stood her in good stead with her future marriage. Well, quite. <laughs> <laughs> but it, she does actually talk like that in real life, anyway. Yeah. But yeah, it, it, I, I, I like the sound of the accent. But well, doesn't she sound come like on, it's um, an incredibly attractive woman doing a Russian accent? I mean, what's not to like? <laughs> exactly. It reminds me of Natalina Pushkin. Pushkin. Plus, yes. she's a good actress. We should probably point this out. At some point. Um, I, I remain to be convinced of that. To be honest, <laughs> really? she is very attractive, and this is the main thing. Really? Yeah. Right. yeah well, and her know, costume involves a short skirt. It, it's Red Dwarf. Let's, let's, Red Dwarf hasn't really always done very well by women. So you know, we'll be. I think we'll be hoping for improvement on that score. Um, that pretty much. I mean, I like the idea that this outside force, Katarina. Mm. Is the one that initiates them getting back to Earth because otherwise it would just seem like, oh, you know, it's a normal day on the ship. Oh, look, we've got a way to get back to Earth. But Katarina mm. actually just coming along and actually doing something. Um, because I think it's that's because she her works mission. for the aliens that are trying to ensure that Lister never <laughs> ends up on Red Dwarf. No aliens. You haven't read the fake synopsis then. Oh, I see. <laughs> we'll just cut that. No, um, yeah, cut my bit. Cheap. But I think she she gets revived for whatever reason and and she knows that the primary well apart from keeping Lister sane getting him back to earth is yeah is her duty it's her you know it's her role and that's exactly what she does and probably very efficiently all <laughs> <laughs> maybe not if it's a, all a hallucination or well, maybe she's one a, thing is for sure is that she'll be sexy while she does it maybe she's <laughs> a buddy maybe she's uh, guiding them back to Earth for some nefarious purpose, possibly I to get them to, uh, you know, because in part three, notes. <laughs> part three uh, says that the dwarfers are destined to die, so maybe Sophie uh, Katarina is <laughs> guiding them on that, on is that guiding path. the uh, the crew towards whoever's going to kill them. Yeah. That, that, that seems feasible. Right. Yeah, yeah, because then you've got a good way of just writing her out at the end. Because yeah. if she's the buddy, then yeah. you can just turn her off. Yeah. That makes sense. There's no moral yeah. dilemma there. some battery powered sex. Imagine that. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, to me. Sorry, I'm just imagining that. To me, that sounds like first episode, all red dwarf. Pretty obvious. Second episode, probably half and half. Half and half. It's something. Or yeah. maybe getting back to Earth right at the end of the episode. I don't know because that's cramming a lot into yeah. part three. And given how much of the publicity that we've seen revolves around the on Earth stuff, I think I think they're going to be getting back to Earth pretty early in part two, think, or even at the I, end of part one. I think part that, yeah. two is going to be sort of the fish out of water stuff, investigating. Yeah, because in the synopsis, it's got a big emphasis on Earth in two thousand and nine not being mm. everything well, they it's, expected. It's, yeah. it's going to be a bit like backwards, is my guess. 
Yeah, sort of walking about. Yeah. What the fuck is this? What the smeg is going on? Without people walking backwards, preferably. We don't know that Katarina doesn't show up until part two either. I mean, she's mentioned in that part two synopsis, but she could show up in part one. Mm. But what the synopsis does suggest to me is that she's determined to go into the back. So at the start of Mm. part two, they're not yet on Earth. Mm. That's what I read from that, but you know, it might be slow. They get there halfway through. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Earth, part three. Knowing they are destined to die, the Dwarfers, in best Blade Runner traditions, track down <laughs> those responsible for their creation to plead for more life. Now, can I say, I've never seen Blade Runner. Nor me. Ever. Well, watch it, eh? bastards. I only watched it very recently, well, well it's a couple of years ago. Brilliant. I'm sure it is. I'll watch it before the specials, I think, because it kind of looks yeah. like I need to. Well, well it's... Well, I think it's a general... It's a general I know, feel I know, rather I know. than anything. Well, too no, well, no. You say that, but I mean, when they say in best Blade Runner traditions, tracking down their creator, I mean, the plot of Blade Runner is the replicants need to find, have come back to find Tyrell because they know that they're going to die and they want him to make sure that they don't. Yeah. Well, except that's not a pretty, that's not that major a part of the plot, really. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's part of it, but. It's taking what Blade, Blade Runner does and extends it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, and interestingly, it, it does feel no compulsion about lightning them to a group of murderous androids. Yeah. Um, uh, we haven't figured out. Yeah, we haven't figured out how that shops. Simulants. Fucking hell! I forgot about the fucking. Yes. Simulants. And you would think that would be in part one. But if it's on Red Dwarf, it looks like it's, it's on, on Red, Red Dwarf. Dwarf to me. Yeah. Oh yeah. It looks like it's in a, a, a lab, you know, science. But it definitely. did look definitely like a simulant. Didn't it, it? it was definitely a, in the Series justice era. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, how is that going to fit in? <laughs> There's a lot to pack in these episodes, isn't yeah. there? And so we then, don't. Each episode is 24 minutes. These are going to be zippy. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that pretty much, you know, sums up what what we know. I mean, well, 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 okay, actually, actually, okay, from a plot point, but I mean, but, okay, but if we talk about what we've seen. You know, pictures and oh clips. yeah, of course, yeah. Well, we've that, got that the, wasn't the big for cast. That was to yeah, yeah. the big cliff that we've seen. Yeah, the I mean, is the Vimmer gag or just the Vimmer conversation? It's not. I don't class that as a as a as a, as a, a proper you gag. Can't, you can't. The thing is, I think I can't remember who said it, but um, on just something, you can't post the gags now in trailers mm. because they always work better the first time. And the mm. other thing to remember is Red Dwarf is notorious for clipping badly. Yeah. Mm. Also, it's just, I think it's just a nice, it's a good choice because it's a just gentle bit of character and you get an insight into Rimmer and Com- the way that Chris yeah. is playing Rimmer now. Yeah, I think it, it, it shows you what, what Rimmer we're getting, i.e. Yeah. Yeah. we're getting the proper classic it's, Rimmer. It's a yeah. very Rimmerish line. he's probably more Series 7 Rimmer than anything when I look mm. at him. And that's not bad because I th- I think he was fine as Rimmer in Series 7. It's, it's the delivery it, for yeah, me it's the when, delivery, he, when he goes... Yeah. Um, they used to get out all the freaks, have them sing and dance, mm-hmm. point them and laugh at them. <laughs> it's I, I, perfect. I know, I have slight issues with the slight obviousness of the gag, but the thing is, you could do that about any gag in and series one to six. Yeah. It's, it's, you can't tell. You can't tell <laughs> from that section. No, really yeah, but I just thing. think it gives it gives an idea of tone. Um, and I, the other thing, I mean, the other, you know, clip that we've seen is the, br- the brief glimpse of them in car book and, and driving I love that yeah. shot of them going around the corner that I think that great. looks pretty f- I like the thing with and the minute because like, I cat with his little toy steering wheel and they're basically pretending that they're in I, I like that I like the line uh, what, cabin crew prepare for landing <laughs> yeah that's it I mean, I mean god knows what is going on with the car book thing anyway yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> it looks great though 
it's fantastic. Beautiful. I do, it's you can you can create if you okay if you think it's a silly thing that shouldn't be in dwarf. That's fair. Really. I can understand that. <laughs> I don't agree with it, but I can understand that criticism. What you can't criticise is how fucking lovely it is. The one thing my lasting memory, you know, and it will be until we see the specials, is waking up on I think it was a was it a Monday morning snow covering snow London. Yeah. So already it's weird. And then I go on a pizza first thing, and there's a fucking car that looks like fucking Starbucks <laughs> in the fucking sun. In and Coronation Street. In Coronation Street. Because that was the first time we found yeah. out about Coronation and, Street and I thought, as well, wasn't it? And I, saw the, it on, yeah. I saw it on BBC, and I thought someone must have put this on a forums. I rushed on to GT's forums. No one's put anything. So I we're still fucking sleeping. Great. Fucking, <laughs> I think that's the only time we've beaten the forum to a story. <laughs> yeah. but, but I, but the thing, I think that broke me. That day. Well, yeah. I couldn't take it all in. I, I melted a little bit. I had to go <laughs> to weird, sleep. The weird thing I've got about this is, um, and actually, this links back to all the stuff last year, with um, uh, all the stuff to do with with the BBC not wanting Red Dwarf and yeah. kind of people talking about wanting campaigns. The problem I had with that and is all I had in my head was I didn't like the last sixteen episodes of Red Dwarf. I can't justify starting a campaign to mm, ask no. the BBC also, for more Red Dwarf. internet campaigns are fucking pointless. More or less, yeah. But I mean, so yeah, so that was my issue. So, like, I did want more Red Dwarf because I wanted to see what Doug could do, but at the same time, I couldn't really justify it in my head. And this is what I was thinking, right? For all these specials, I'm thinking, God, I'm really not sure about this, blah, blah, blah. I see that picture and I was kind of won over because mm. it's so w great and weird and. The way I see it, the way the specials are looking, they're looking like um, very little. To, you know, it's a completely different thing they're doing with Dwarf compared to Series Seven. Yeah, and you can. And this is what is good because I didn't like Series Seven and Eight. So if I didn't like Series Seven and I didn't like Series Eight, let's see what Doug can do with completely a new direction. Yeah. Even if yes, it's referencing earlier series, but it still is a new direction yeah. for Dwarf at the same time. So what else have we got to talk about? Um, that? I have issues. Uh, let's talk about okay, John's issues with the production. How <laughs> how positive are we all about how good this is going to be? Is it literally a, none of us at any point? At the moment, I'm neither positive or negative. I've seen enough to make me think that this has the possibility of actually being really good, but yeah. the, I've not seen enough to be completely sure. I'm that. optimistic, but obviously it just... <laughs> it, I, th I would be so gutted if it, I don't like it. Yeah. And um, that's what I'm scared of, so I'm not I'm not building my hopes up. But this, it's equally stupid to assume that it's going to be brilliant, than it is to assume that it's going to be shit. I'm I'm not assuming it's going to be brilliant, but I'm excited. Mm, uh, yeah. I haven't seen anything that's made. The only thing that makes me think it might not be great is past form, and I don't think it's fair to judge it on past. The form. thing is, to is be fair, it's not really fair to judge it on photographs and synopses no, either. You can't. You but can't. they have a chance of making you excited and making you want. They give you. To see it. There's nothing that makes me not want to see it, or there's nothing that gives me. The only things that give me trepidation are stuff from the past, and yeah. everything about this, this production, the amount of care that's gone into it, you know, the people working on it, how perfect the cast look and sound, and they really do. Seen. We haven't said that enough. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I thank fuck for getting Howard Burden back and people like that. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just like that is one of that and the bunk room. They just make it look like dwarf. you can tell a lot yeah. about the show's intentions from the various production details and, the, production. and mm. the amount that the costumes tell us about this. These episodes is mm. is huge. The costume you could not pick a, yeah. any better costumed 
You wouldn't think it was what, 2009? Yeah. yeah now, just... don't quote me on this, <laughs> but I think that's Coronation Street. <laughs> it's really because the meat thing, when I first heard it, I was terrified about it. Is it meta? It's meta, not meat. I keep saying yeah. meta. <laughs> it's meta. Keep the meat over I don't know why I keep saying that. The meta thing, I was Meta? No, I've never seen it in my life. <laughs> I, was, I was terrified about when I first heard it. But, and the reason I was terrified was that I think the dwarf universe is very fragile in a lot of ways. And there's a reason why there's not too much fourth wall stuff going on in Dwarf is because the reality it's is kind of yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it, it's very easy to get wrong and to wreck it, and you know all that kind of thing. Having said that, Danny John Jewel looking straight down the gallery lens in Parallel Universe. Like, yeah. I think it's fine. I think. I mean, I, I, as I've mentioned on the site, I'm, I'm quite a fan of metafiction anyway. Not yeah. that I think it should be used in everything. But I think it can work in Dwarf because I think the style of humour that you can get out of it is suited to Dwarf. Mm. The, my only reservation is it shouldn't be something that completely changes the dynamic of the show forever. You know, if there is going to be more stuff after this, mm. it can't be like what we think this is going to be like. This has to be relatively self-contained. Whether it all turns out to be a hallucination or whether it's in a parallel universe or whatever, you know, if they end up doing some kind of cheap fakery that people will criticise them for, I, I can enjoy it because I say you know I enjoy good fourth wall breaking metafiction as long as it actually has something to say about the nature of fiction, but that's something different entirely. Um, I, I can appreciate that as long as it's not a complete format changer for any it future. Definitely work. Yeah. At the end of these episodes, we're clearly going to get the well, status quo. This is the thing because I do a version it, of the theme tune. Because <laughs> <laughs> it really, really worried me when I first heard it, and then as the weeks have passed, it's. So not an issue anymore. No. It's just I've got my brain's gone. All right, fine, I can accept that. And yeah, as long as it's done the right way, yeah. it's going to be fun. I'm sure. But you did say you have issues, John. We've I do around, have issues. Yeah. Well, first let's. Like, the, it's the production side of things, isn't it? Um, I have two main worries going into this. One, which has already been brought up, is the fact that it's Doug Neighbor and the Red Dwarf. Um, which and it just comes back to like we were saying, you can't judge it on what's happened in the past. I. But, but until, I, until I see it and like it, I will have that worry. But it is also the first time he's directed Red Dwarf since Series 5. Yeah, it is, which is bloody exciting, yeah. isn't it? But, but no, it, it, the thing with the um, thing with Doug things, I'm not... Some of the stuff said about Doug online when Series 7 came back is so unpleasant and personal, and I hope we don't cross into that. Yeah, we don't want his much. wife turning up. It's, <laughs> I, I don't have an issue with that, and... It, you've got to remember it, like he co-wrote 36 of my favourite episodes of sitcom ever yeah. mm. at the same time I still have worries it's not really about Doug it's about the partnership the yeah. creator of Dwarf not being there and I, I until I see it and laugh there's no illusions here that, that nothing that either Rob Grant or Doug Neville can do on their own with Red Dwarf is going to be as satisfying as what they can do together unless this the proves us wrong right. <laughs> yeah. it's, just, it's just a fact it's just worth bringing up that in you think Lost Human is so much better than backwards, uh, and that's Doug Naylor, Solar and Dwarf. Yeah, well, with Lost Human for me, I, I think backwards is funnier, but <laughs> you're not going to agree with what I'm going to say. <laughs> uh, but Lost Human for me is a more satisfying book because it creates its own spin on the Red Dwarf universe and Imagine creates an which, atmosphere, which might be what this ends up doing. We might be looking. I was, that was going to be my point. Oh, is right, that, sorry. Um, this seems to be the same sort of direction. I mean, from what we've seen, which isn't much, but the scene with the bullets with their names on it running through a mm. dark Blade Runner-style yeah. futuristic 
dystopia and being shot in the back by a big bastard. Uh, <laughs> it just seems that more darker, vicious. Not so much vicious in the Rob Grunt shopping <laughs> <laughs> yeah. your. I thought it'd be useful scraping out the inside of the penis tube. <laughs> But it yeah, it's got its own feel and it's very Doug. And with Doug writing and directing, and yeah. the you know single camera, uh, high death, uh, four walled sets, no audience. I'm looking forward to seeing that world being created on screen, which segues nicely into John's second it does, reservation. Although I have to say that I generally agree, and it comes back to what I was saying before that if. I didn't like series 7 that much I didn't like series 8 that much I'm happy for a new take on Red Dwarf let's see what an entirely new take can be and I'm more positive along with the meta stuff and along with uh, you know other changes that I'm more likely to like it than trying to follow on if you see what I yeah. something new well, at the same time yes referencing a lot of that stuff Speaking of four-walled four sets, is there a life to track, do you know? No, no there isn't. and this is the other thing I was going to go back home to, because my one worry, despite all the stuff about um, thinking it's great it's a new direction, is I'm seriously worried about the lack of audience and the lack of shooting it in front of an audience. Um, and I'm the only person in the world I can completely see your point, is that for you Red Dwarf is a big audience, yeah. bright sitcom, which is a good thing. Yeah. But it's just with this new direction, an audience would be so misplaced, and it's obviously you'd agree there that you can't have this sort of. I think, I think the thing is, is well, I mean, I don't think Red Dwarf relies on the studio audience per se because I don't have someone sitting laughing over my shoulder while I'm reading Infinity Welcome's Careful Drivers. Yeah, it's not that. <laughs> but <at the laughs> but same, Tanya has but you, you laughing <laughs> over her shoulder when she does. But <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, the, the reason one of the things I fell in love with with Red Dwarf is the mix of audience sitcom and science fiction and it gives Red Dwarf a very specific feel yeah. and my concern is that by turning Red Dwarf into yes a very film it, it looks good don't get me wrong but turning Red Dwarf into something like this you're taking away something that's special would you be saying that if we were about to go and see a movie in the cinema? Um, a Red Dwarf film? yeah it's a fair <laughs> enough point it's a fair enough point and the honest answer would be yes I would be worried. Not that I would expect there to be a laugh track on the movie if it ever happens. Just that, yeah, I'd be thinking, how is it going to work? How's it going to suit? Mm. Anyway, yeah, I just, I just need to see it and be convinced. It's. I'm not saying it's going to be shit at all. I'm just saying I need to see how it works. And the other thing, I totally understand what they're saying about they're going for a different atmosphere. I totally get that. I just need to see it works. I mean, yeah, before I can go along yeah, with sure. that. I understand what I'm saying and. You're not but saying it's going to be shit because I'm not saying shit. The, the, the one thing I'd say that slightly worries me is um, uh, it said in one of the um, RedDwarf.co.uk updates that it was quite a way into the production process they decided they weren't going to do it with a laugh track. Yeah. Which makes me think how much of the script was written with the thought there would be a laugh track there. Having said that, it might well be that they were doing that and the reason they decided to go against it was because it was, it was suiting. Yeah, so I'm. Because it's been in movie script mode for the last ten years. Yeah. Even if they had written it, they'd have rewritten it and rewritten it. Yeah, I think yeah. uh, Ellard's mentioned on GNT that he's really proud of the rewriting process that yes. he and Doug went through and yeah. honing it and tweaking it and making it perfectly fit. Absolutely. Yeah. Media. What was he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's um, it, it's yeah. It's just my other worry. 
but I'm not categorically not saying this is going to be awful. Um, I do have slight issues about film motion, but you know what? I'm going to save that till after the broadcast because that's gonna, <laughs> that's a whole different yeah, thing that no one wants to know about now. Are we going to have predictions on viewing figures? Um, I I still think one and a half. I think one and a half. I, I, yeah, one I think maybe. Half, maybe. Yeah, because mm. it's going to break Dave's record. It yeah. might even break it's the, gonna, the 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 the, the, the um, digital non sport record as well yeah. in, in general. People know about it. People are interested in it. It's going to be on the radio fucking Times cover from the looks which of it. might turn up today. Actually. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, That's it's mad. it's, it's mad. being talked about a lot, and it's it's drawing press. people's attention to date. It's not something that people yeah. would stumble across because that's the whole point with the multi-channel stuff is people don't stumble across stuff as often but the amount of coverage it's had people are going to specifically seek out Dave people who've never watched something yeah. on Dave before are going to be intrigued enough to watch it I think I not think masses but a fair few I kind of wonder whether 1.5 is even too low yeah. well, well I mean, it's difficult we can't to tell. know this, this is a, this is a worse situation know. where um, Mark yeah. Gathis was writing well imagine if we got 6 million yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then you know it got 10 but I mean, you just can't. It, for a BBC Two sitcom, you know, three million would be fucking excellent. So yeah, you can't get yeah, too greedy. True, with yeah, them. true, true. I think any, you know, anything above half a million, I think, would be seen as positive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And yeah. anything above or a million or above would be a million or above would be would be news. And after that, yeah. we're in uncharted well, not, territory. You know, media Guardian level news, but yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, sure. Before we go, uh, gentle listeners. We shall have a quick word about uh, what our plans are for coverage of these specials. All six uh, members of the GNT team, namely the five of us and Danny from yeah. up north, are going to congregate at Mining Caps' house <laughs> and we're going to watch the, all the fucking episodes. And uh, basically, we're releasing uh, very special dwarf casts immediately after the episode. <laughs> Which is sure to be good. <laughs> so <we're> allow us <laughs> time to record them, and then we yeah, just yeah. upload them. We're going to very w- special because they won't be edited out of all the filthy stuff like this is probably. Been. They seriously won't. We're going to have to be so careful. Yeah. Well, what we're doing is watching each episode, and then as soon as the credits roll, flicking the uh, <laughs> yeah. flicking the laptop on to catch the immediate reaction. Immediate reaction, just spurting out what's in our brains for about an hour. Upload it straight away, and that for three days. And then we'll see how we go from there. Obviously, yeah, we'll there probably do something more considered. Yeah, yeah considered afterwards. And the DVD. And when the DVD comes out, commentaries and yeah. the, uh, the articles and stuff will come in the meantime. But we will yeah. be good again, I promise. We are good. It's also uh, probably worth thanking all our readers at this point. Cause no. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, like listeners, this is a podcast. Listeners, yeah. But it's only the hardcore The GNT community GNT has been g- bloody excellent. With, uh, getting the news, posting it to us. Yeah, I'm saying stupid, stupid things, <laughs> being annoying, yeah. repeating but, themselves. But <laughs> we we would not be have covered as much stuff we have if it hadn't been for the forum and people posting it to yeah. the forum. Yeah. And, and just getting that amount of comments on each article is really great. We're the busiest Red Dwarf community on the internet. Some of our stuff's got what 250. I mean, if you if you if you search yes. for Red Dwarf on Google, you know, mm-hmm. we're we're really. I think there are some good ways we can improve our ranking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. let's talk about this part. No. <laughs> but the point is, yeah. Thank you, everyone, for making the site great. Um, Fuck you all. Um, Except not for the banners, because we did them and they're fucking <laughs> <correct>. <laughs> And thank you for listening. And we'll see you on the other side. Good night. Bye. Red Dwarf Back to Earth starts on day on Friday, April the 10th. New Red Dwarf, exclusive to Dave. <laughs> <laughs>
That was my Finchy voice. Uh, hey, we didn't mention Ian Lee once. <laughs> <laughs> Good work. That's, yeah, that's the ending, is it? That's got to be the ending. <laughs>